Welcome to the Broken Bitches Podcast. My name is Julia. And I'm Heather. Join us each week. Wait, just because we're broken? Just because we're doesn't broken. Doesn't mean we're not thriving. <laughs> just because we're broken bitches doesn't mean we're not thriving. Join us each week as we dive into why we're broken and how we can fix it. Hell yeah. Okay. First time to chat. Okay, Heather. Well, it's nice to finally see your face on a Zoom call. I've been trying to get you on an interview for like months, months. now, but you're so fucking busy. And you didn't want to come on my other podcast, which um, shameless plug, Embracing Death Podcast. If you're interested in all things death and how we can cope with our own mortality, head over that to and check that out. But this one is going to be way more lighthearted and just kind of girl gossip, right? Totally different. And I never said I wanted to be on your other one. But you were just, you like slept through our interview. You were just like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, no, my, you were getting, you almost got arrested. I, yeah, I, I almost got arrested. Do we need to bring that up? <laughs> what happened? Wait, actually, tell me what happened with that. Yeah, so I guess here in Arizona, um, you can be arrested for like criminal speeding, which is, <laughs> is, um, interesting um but yeah so i was going like 95 and a 65 on my way to work and i got pulled over and almost arrested he was trying to tell me like oh i could arrest you and i'm like well i'm trying to go to work whatever well he was like i'll let you go um here's your fine you have to go to driving school um whatever it has to be done by i think like august 1st or whatever well um, I completely forgot about it never paid the fine, never went to driving school. And um, I missed my court date <laughs> that they set because I didn't do any of that. Um, yeah, so the day that we were supposed to be filming um, the other podcast, um, I was trying to deal with <laughs> talking to my lawyers and um, getting that straightened away. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the truth comes out that you just didn't want to talk to me, actually. You didn't almost get arrested. But we are both very broken physically emotionally mentally psychologically right we're pretty far every way yeah <laughs> so um but this show isn't about us only complaining about what's wrong with our lives you will hear that absolutely but you're also going to hear about how we are taking that brokenness and using it to thrive absolutely because we are thriving and since you didn't go to jail and you're out and we're able to do this podcast we'll be doing it every week <laughs> <laughs> where we just talk about whatever is on our minds. I always have a lot on my mind as we are both anxious people. So I've been getting a lot of comments this week about how long my hair has gotten, which you know me, I've been growing it out for 10 years. So it's no surprise that it's long. And as someone like you who has zero hair. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm bald. Yeah, well, I think we should talk about like, first of all, why it's important that women have long hair. I it's like one of the only like beauty standard things that I have held on to with my like appearance that like really is important to me. And for me, people ask me like, why, how is your hair so long? What have you done? Like, what do you, how do you keep it so beautiful? And the answer guys, it's like really simple. It's don't touch it. Don't dye it. Mm -hmm. Don't process it. Don't style it. I style my hair maybe twice a month, like today being one of them. And that's how it grows. You, and like people talk about trimming it like every what? Three weeks. At like weeks. six weeks or something. Yeah. Um, no, I'm here to tell you, I trim my hair every three years. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I don't even remember the last time you got a haircut, let alone even dyed it. I think it was before you went on your very first hike on the Appalachian. <laughs> I got, I got bangs cut last year up to like my, um, like lips and like, look how much it's already grown oh, yeah. in a year, which my hair used to grow a quarter inch, like every three years. So I think it's just yeah. leaving it alone. Don't touch it. Well, how do I get my hair to grow like that? I don't touch it. I feel like my hair has grown a lot. It, yeah, it girl, you get your hair colored. You go from blonde to brunette like every three weeks. No, I don't. 
Heather. Okay, when was the last time you had your hair dyed? It was, um, I think, August. And we're in, <laughs> and we're in September. And then before that, when did you have your hair dyed? Before that, it was probably like April. Oh, well, you're doing good this year. You- yeah, I think I'm actually, I think I want to go, um, you know, it's the fall. I think I want to go back um, brunette. I really liked that look. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I, my hair, people want to know what my secrets are. And I also, this is going to be really important. I use cheap ass vegan shampoo and conditioner. I use sulfate free stuff. So like, I don't use like all the name brand stuff. I either use the cake brand from Ulta or the um like beauty love and planet stuff that you can get from Alta or even Amazon. Like they're both vegan like cruelty free and they're sulfate free and I think that they just leave my hair the pretty like they just leave my hair healthy. Yeah, definitely I should probably try some vegan stuff. I mean, I get my stuff from Alta, but um it's the Redken and I also pay like $88 per I mean, I hate Redken and conditioner. It's like, I feel like Redken for what you pay fries my hair. Really? I'm going to have to try. Will you send me, maybe you should post like your shampoos so we can all see and buy it. You know, do you have an Amazon storefront? Cause you should totally get one. I feel like I'd rather just share with you what I do than try to make a dime off of it because I don't, I don't live in a world where like, you know, every penny needs to come from somewhere. Sometimes I just want to share good stuff. But if if you guys think that I should do that, I'll gladly create that. I've seen a lot more people like ad- adopting that and it seems to really work for them. But um, yeah, so we should we create an Instagram page for this podcast, do you think? Yeah, I think so. We can, um, you can link some of the stuff there too. Like yeah. I feel, I feel like it'll be an easy way to keep everything like together. Yeah. You probably don't have to get that close to the microphone. Oh, well, I I just had to move because my leg is numb. Yeah, but right, I think where you are, like, sit back a little bit and I'll talk. I'm, like, uncomfortable. Okay, but that sounds good where you were. (laughs) This whole episode is going to be like, move, stop, move, stop. (laughs) Is this good? Yeah, that's good. Okay, good, because this is comfortable for me. Okay, so then the next thing I want to talk about, which, okay, I got one one hate comment on this and I need to address it. Which it's funny that I can get a 300 comments that are like, yes, you're so amazing. And I get one that's like, Meh. and I feel like that one thing derails me, which is a whole science of social media. But I created, I made a reel about this um, chicken or this gnocchi pomodoro that I have been making for years. That it's like my favorite dish. And in it, I made a, like a sausage sauce. And someone was like, aren't you a vegetarian? And I was like, well, it's pescatarian. And like currently I'm eating meat. <laughs> One person was like, oh, you get a boyfriend and you just like give up on your morals. I'm like, okay. For one, you have no idea why I stopped eating meat and then why I chose to go back to eating meat. So I want to do a quick uh, rundown of why I've decided to eat meat again. You like, you're you're like a keto queen. Yes. I love all the bacon, all the burgers. Um, I love all the meat. Well, not necessarily. I don't eat like lamb and like exotic things. <laughs> well, I don't think lamb is exotic. Either. That's nasty. I would never eat that. <laughs> okay, so most of you guys know I stopped eating meat. I still eat some seafood because sushi, hello. But Heather and I, when we would go out to dinner, it was like she would get she would get a bacon cheeseburger, no bun, extra bacon, side of bacon with like and a fried egg and a fried egg. And then I'm like, hi, can I have this like prime rib sandwich with no rib, add lettuce? Like I'm like, you know, <laughs> mac, mac and cheese was like everything I always ate. So 
But so yeah, in twenty in twenty nineteen, I stopped eating meat because I developed this like these intrusive thoughts about death and like mortality, right? And so I thought I can't possibly be the reason why something dies. And so I can't eat meat because I was afraid of like thinking about like the fact that something's dying. So I'm eating it. And so for three years, I didn't eat meat because I felt guilty that like I'm afraid of death and I'm causing death on something else. So I can't eat it. And so now that I'm like in therapy and working through these like existential thoughts of like dread and doom and gloom. And I have this other podcast, Embracing Death Podcast, if you want to check it out. um, I'm starting to like cope with that like fact that I'm gonna die and that it's okay and as soon as I started coping with that I started I was able to eat meat again without feeling that like huge dilemma of causing something death like you know causing something to die to eat it not to mention I have bladder problems which we both do bladder queens all day (laughs) and all the food I was eating was acidic like all the veggies like tomatoes balsamic vinegar all the things that I really enjoyed were really causing my bladder to be irritated so I was like down to no I couldn't eat anything I'm like and all that at one point I was just craving chicken I'm like maybe I just need to eat chicken and we were back visiting Corey's mom and she's like oh you're Corey said you you ate like I ate a piece of chicken like right before we came home from California or Oregon and his mom's like oh Corey said that you're eating chicken again so she made us chicken every night I'm like oh my god so I'm like I guess I'm not I guess I'm not a vegetarian anymore but also it feels good and I don't have that guilt about eating meat so I eat meat again do you think that's why a lot of other people don't eat meat because they have the same thought I I think most people have issues with how our animals are raised, which I still have this issue. Obviously, I, I don't want any animal to live like a shitty life before we slaughter it young and eat it. But I think it's the practices of how we get our meat. So like factory farming and like the capitalistic style of farming in the United States is horrendous the way that animals are treated. Like chickens are literally smushed into like baskets where they have, they've never been able to walk. And yet we just like cut eating them wangs, girl. Yeah, those wings are good, though. <laughs> I mean, girl, that's the one thing I'm, like, in every day. It's like, when we get wings, I want wings. That was the one thing that I really missed when I didn't eat meat. Of course, steak, which... Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, do you like the wing or the ding? Ooh, okay. Ooh, am I a flat or a, or a drum girl? Yeah. Okay, wait, what are you? Okay, I'm definitely a flat. I knew you were a flat girl. Yes, I'm a flatter. <laughs> Why though? What is it about the flat versus the drum? Well, I think that the drum is kind of disgusting because it <laughs> it's like the bone and then sometimes there's like hair. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like psychological um, and to me, <laughs> I just can't. I'm more of like a flat girl. Um, you know, where I don't have to eat all the hair <laughs> that's still on them. There's there's hair on the wing too. I know, but it's not like it's not like that. I don't know. I'm not crazy. I know. <laughs> I think also on the drum, there's sometimes that like cartilagey thing that gets exactly. like stuck on the end, and sometimes you have to like it, it... swallow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's but that's a no for me. I'm an any type of wing as long as it is extra crispy yes the crispier the better do you like any sauces on it or just so if it's crispy enough i'm gonna eat that shit just fried and then maybe a little bit of ranch (laughs) i love sweet thai chili and honey barbecue Mm. so good Mm. what's your go-to sauce i don't like sauce i'm more of a plain girl a plain flats no hair having (laughs) chicken wing yeah it's very um important that there's no hair on the wing (laughs) kind of like your body 
because <laughs> if there is hair, it's that's going to be a no. Then I start to have the same thoughts that you do. Whereas like this, is, I'm actually eating like a living being, a living creature that just died. So why do you think it is that people are able to disassociate? Like when we eat a steak, right? And then we see like a picture of a cow and we're like, oh, like how cute he is. And you're like, steak, medium rare. Like how, like, is it because we don't see the animal? Like we're not slaughtering it. So we like, I don't, I think we've lost the respect for like the killing process. Like when people will say like, I'm a hunter and I, you know, like I thank the universe or whatever people do like, thank you for this kill or whatever. But like, we don't do that shit because we don't see it. Yeah. I feel like if we were to be like the ones slaughtering the animals or like, say we lived on a farm and we like actually did that. I, I mean, I personally wouldn't be able to eat meat if I if I physically saw it being slaughtered or if I knew how it was being killed. Like, didn't you have to watch those shows in, like, high school um, where they showed the slaughterhouses? Like or Food Inc. The, or whatever? Am I the only one? Like, I just remember watching, like, the Tyson food. Like, we had to watch their, like, slaughterhouse. And that was very traumatizing. I mean, that's what that's the thing that I think a lot of people like ethic non meat eaters like for me, it was that but also there there was a live soul in there and now it's gone. And now I'm coping with that thought. So I'm like, well, you know, I think it's also just like a defense mechanism that I'm now like eating meat. So that's my excuse, which whatever. Here's another issue. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. But so cows are like herded into like this narrow passageway and they're like prodded and stabbed. And it's like, get in there, get in there. And the cow is fucking terrified right so it's running through the chute like what the hell's going on you know and then it gets like locked in this like chute and then they like shoot it in the head with a nail gun like there's like this big nail that goes and like goes into their head and out and sometimes the cow like doesn't die the first time if it's not lined up properly because the cow can still move and they have to like repeatedly do it and when that's happening the cow's body is being flooded with adrenal hormones like cortisol and so when cortisol is excreted it's going out into the muscles and we're eating the cortisol of that cow so we're eating the stress hormones of that cow now do i know the science behind it no but i have seen a bunch of like vegetarian like vegan you know affirming documentaries which i think are also problematic because it's always one-sided but they say like you're eating that cow's final moments of terror that's terrifying when you when you put it that way. I mean, that's sad. No shit. And chickens, I think they're just like flung around by their heads. Like, <laughs> it's like a spin it around your head, like a Steelers like terrible towel with a chicken. <laughs> it's not funny. It's so sad. That's a life. That's a that's a soul. It's sad, but it's like it's. I'm laughing because it's it's probably true. Like, <laughs> who knows what they do? They probably just take a knife and chop their head off yeah Ooh, and then here we are eating their wings with hair on it we're eating their forearms like that's our forearm that's disgusting <laughs> now i'm gonna be vegetarian <laughs> but anyway yeah so that's why i'm eating meat again is that i'm able to disassociate which i think most people do that yeah. you're yeah. able to do that i wasn't able to do that for a while and now that i am and since i started eating meat i am like not nearly as hungry throughout the day as I was as a vegetarian like how did you get your protein in a lot of chickpeas mm. cheese Do ch does cheese have protein yeah a little bit I don't N know nuts chickpeas legumes beans um also mm. I was just eating a lot of remember when I first went vegetarian I was eating a lot of that like processed yeah meat, fake meat feet and uh remember that fake bacon I made you yeah. that one morning it was like yes. cardboard salty cardboard 
that was interesting to say but, the least. Yeah, so I'm eating meat again. Judge if you want, but that's why. Also, after this conversation, I'm kind of regretting it because thinking about the chicken's forearms. But yeah, so that's what's going on in my life. What's yeah. going on in your life? Well, you know, I'm a travel nurse here in Arizona. Um, it's been quite a, um, a feat to try and find some friends here. Some like true friends, I guess. I think we were at an age where it's hard to make friends if you don't already have them. Like high school friends last forever, but especially when you move to a new city. When I moved to Pittsburgh in 2018, I like didn't have adult friends. And then we met. Mm-hmm. Like we're a success story, I think. And, and here we are. <laughs> here we are five years later. So tell me what it's like. Like how, how so I, I've seen that you're like been going out with a few people like and hanging out and stuff. But how did you meet these people? Whenever you start as a travel nurse, there's obviously other travel nurses here with you. So during orientation, you meet um, a bunch of different people. Um, and it, I mean, you're starting in a new hospital. So you meet a bunch of new people that way. Uh, so I met a couple people that way. But I actually came across um, a fitness coach online. Um, And I started hanging out with her because I was like, oh, you know, if I start doing these sessions with her at a new gym, I'll meet people that way. Um, And that I ended up meeting a lot of people that way. And she introduced me to a bunch of people, um, which I'm really grateful for. And then there's also um, on Facebook, which I'm not on Facebook anymore. But when I was, there's a bunch of groups on Facebook. um, And one of them is Scottsdale Girlfriends. And um, that's where I met. Um, my friend uh, Macy right now Um, she's actually from Pittsburgh so we actually have a lot in common Um, and it was pretty cool that we got to meet on Facebook and a little group (laughs) see I'm one of those people that I'm terrified to do that like I'll I'll online date all day but Mm -hmm. it's like the the because I know like Bumble has a like Bumble BFF setting and you've used that before right to meet people yeah I have definitely Um, I have met people in Pittsburgh that way but I don't know I'm not a big fan of Bumble to be honest um it, to me it feels weird that I have to like you know find a girlfriend on like a female friend on Bumble that's like weird I shouldn't have to use a dating app to do that <laughs> but you'll you'll use Facebook yeah but but it's not like it's not geared toward like finding female friends it was just like a group and there's like I don't know, maybe like 10,000 members of it and people just post on there like hey going to get brunch um you know at wherever at 10 10 a.m does anyone want to come and like people just comment like yeah i'll be there or like whatever um so that's kind of how like that group works really and you just showed up to like a brunch with strangers yeah so that's how it actually was um was the brunch so um i met two friends through my friend macy was actually the one that was hosting the brunch um but she couldn't she ended up not going i forget why like someone her friend was in the er or something Um, So I ended up going to um, the brunch with um, this other girl, Brittany, who they were friends from the group. Um, But yeah, it was just a big brunch and um, we all just showed up and they made, you know, we we talked about reservations and then we made reservations and showed up. So what kind of things do you do with these like newfound friends? So like you and I bonded heavily over the south side of Pittsburgh bar scene. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'm 33 now, you're 28. So like, that is not my vibe. I, wa- I wish it was my vibe, but I'm fucking too tired. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean, I'll I, swain definitely, you. <laughs> I definitely like some of my friends are, well, most of them, Brittany's the only one that's older. I think she's 33, maybe. 
Um, but the other ones are pretty young. They're in their young 20s. So they're in that like bar scene, um, wanting to go out every week. Um, but we, we specifically, we go to the pool. I mean, my apartment complex has two pools. Um, we go to the pool, we go out to dinner. There's a bunch of restaurants here um, that we try out. So we've been going to dinner. Um, it's too hot to hike right now, but we have discussed, um, you know, the hikes that we're going to do whenever it's, it starts to cool down, um, which is exciting. Yeah, you um, recently kind of traveled. So I, Sedona is fairly close, and Sedona is, like, so pretty. Beautiful, yes. Yeah, I'm going to come I down and visit. Sedona. I think I'm going to convince Corey to uh, uh, do a travel assignment down there with me, and we're going to bring our camper. Yes. So we'll um, we'll be able to see each other for, like, four or five months. Oh, my gosh, yes. And are we going to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim? Uh, I've already done it, so let's fucking go. Okay, well, I haven't, so let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Um, so yeah, what, okay. If I need to know what kind of, what has been the go-to best food you've had since you've moved to Phoenix? Oh my gosh, Mexican. And you know, before I moved here, like I was not ever big on Mexican food. Um, but I, I'm starting to really like Mexican food. I haven't found like the best Mexican restaurant. Um, but there's a few, there's like three or four restaurants that are right across from my apartment that are mm, top notch. What's your go-to dish? Just like a plain taco. For I'm a fajita girl. I like to hear mm-hmm. that sizzle and cast iron coming out of that kitchen. And no, it has to be a taco and it has to be a hard shell. That's interesting. That's do get, my. Do you get like carne asada or do you get like yeah. pork or okay? Well, no, I get the carne asada and sometimes fish. Mm-hmm. I like a good fish taco. They're they're yeah, good. it's so good. So yeah. you're making friends and you've been in Arizona for about a year, maybe um, a little less. Almost. I've been here since november and it's okay. september so yeah so yeah. um and not to, that <laughs> every year you get older time goes by faster yeah i'm like what the literally i'm 33 like i, I what <laughs> and it's what is it almost october this when this when this episode comes out it'll be october already it's crazy it's almost like, our half birthday Yay. Oh, yeah. Heather and I, oh, we should get into our astrology. Um, that'll <laughs> say that for another day for all of you crazy astrology people. But Heather and I were born five days apart. Um, she's a Gemini queen, and I am a Taurus Gemini cusper baby. So we um, oh, we yeah. get along really well. Um, we're very uh, fiery. But um, so you are in Arizona. You've been there a year. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about dating. I am not single. Thank fucking God, finally. I mm-hmm. <laughs> found a man that I can put up with forever, hopefully. He he can put up with me forever, he says. We'll test that theory. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you, you're still single. You've had, <laughs> honestly, the worst luck of any human I've ever met when it comes to dating. And you, it's not for lack of trying. You literally give... Thought you you give shots to people that don't deserve it you you put yourself out there in a vulnerable honest way and honestly men are just fucking clowns but um tell me a little bit about since you hate bumble do you like bumble you don't like bumble bff but do you like bumble um i was on bumble for a very short amount of time um i don't know i i feel like i tinder you'll never catch me on tinder bumble i was on a few months um it could be overwhelming um, because the girl has to reach out and like, I'd rather the guy reach out to me, honestly. Um, but my, you favorite, like the patriarchy, huh? Yeah. And I think my favorite dating app would be hinge only because there's some more to offer than just like a photo, like hot or not. Like, you know, you could talk about something or like, you know, what, whatever your thoughts are on something. And, and that way you can know more about the person than just based off of looks. 
So do you wait? Do you remember when Hinge originally came out? We were both on it in 2018. That was like newer, and it it was based off of your Facebook friends. Do you remember that? Uh, was no. it Hinge? It was like I think it you, was. Yeah, it was like you and so and so each have a friend that's a friend of friend. Like it connected you through Facebook yeah, friends. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to meet anyone that might know anyone off of my Facebook. That's the whole point of me like run, moving across the country to get away from my past. Do you remember, Julia, the one time we were <laughs> coming home on the way out, like from a night out, and <laughs> and you matched with um, someone that we were working with, and then you immediately deleted your app? <laughs> so, Do yeah, we that? Heather and I used to work on a neurosurgery step-down unit, and a, a lot of the neurosurgery residents, they fucked around with every nurse in every unit that they you know saw patients on and there was one we'll call him we'll make we'll give him the name of like arnold arnold we'll call him arnold yeah. he was a big That's muscly testosterone um like what third or fourth year at this point and so he was feeling really confident he ended up getting a girlfriend like right away so we were coming home and i was like you know drunk bumbling or whatever because i think i think in i was using uber. bumble at this time we're like in the uber our god bless our ubers from 2018 we were a hot mess <laughs> surprised my rating didn't fall but um and I, I was like should I like match with Arnold and you were like yeah and it was like match ding and then I was like nope and I just deactivated everything yeah she you went super anxious and you were like I have to delete it right now <laughs> oh yeah that was a fun time and then like found out he had like a, a booty call on every unit and I'm glad I dodged that bullet um yeah. you only you only fuck around and find out once when it comes once. to residents in a new hospital you only do that mistake once we will not even name mine no. because he is not worthy of a name no we're not naming no one <laughs> <gasps> you didn't make that mistake though did you no i didn't you never, never fucked made... around and found out with any of our uh residents no i haven't <laughs> but you did profess your love to one on the or table when you were getting surgery i did how embarrassing because um i've had a lot of surgeries um <laughs> and I am in a unique position where I actually worked um, side by side with the neurosurgery residents as a nurse, like professionally and um, as a patient. And yes, I did confess my love to one of them. We'll just blame anesthesia on that. <laughs> in your defense, he was the best one. He, he was definitely very good looking. He I was, mean, he's smart. He's a neurosurgeon. Like, who wouldn't I mean, confess your love to him? <laughs> when I left for the Appalachian Trail and I came back six months later, he, like, most of them don't pay attention to, like, what you're actually doing. They just, like, make small talk. But he, like, came up to me and was like, how was – we'll name this one Doug. And he came up to me and was like, how was your hiking trip? Like, I followed along on Facebook. Like, an actual stand-up guy, which means he's actually saving lives. All the other ones are probably just slaughtering people in the exactly. OR. Exactly. Doug was yeah. the best. Doug was the best. He was definitely like he had the whole package. I, I think he's is he married now? I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure. Who? Yeah, and he's probably an like an attending somewhere beautiful. I don't know. I can't imagine him. Oh my gosh, maybe I should try and find him and get like a second opinion. <laughs> Wait, yeah, he's definitely most of the people that we started nursing with, like as nurses, they're attendings now, so they're running their own neurosurgery That's department. That's Ooh. very terrifying. So yeah, um, I do remember that time actually. Um, so your favorite is Hinge. I, here's why I like Hinge. So didn't they include? I don't haven't I haven't been on Hinge in a while, but isn't there a new thing where you can like voice record your answers to stuff? Yes, yes, there is. Yes. Have you seen any funny ones? No, I haven't. Because normally I don't press play on those because normally like the times that I'm like scrolling on Hinge is like whenever I first wake up in the morning or like when I'm like just relaxing or like at work, you know, bored. Um, 
And so I'm not going to like loudly play something. Let's talk about, so with how many times I've deactivated and reactivated my Bumble, I will deactivate it on Monday morning and reactivate it at lunch on Monday, just because it's like, I get in my head where it's like, this isn't working. This is stupid. This is bullshit. I hate doing this. I ended up, I actually met Corey on Bumble. And so we're a success story for now. I say that for now, but you know, we're going to be together forever. Hopefully every time you reactivate or you re like, I would delete the entire account. Cause I'm like, I'm never going back on here. And then, mm-hmm. you know, 12 hours later, I'm like, well, which picture should I use this time? And every time you recreate, there's always the same like 10 people that are chronically on there, right? Yeah. You know, I, I watched a, a TikTok video and this girl explained it's because like we're in the same cycle. And she would explain that like we get in the same talking stage at the same time and then that doesn't work out. And that's why you continually see the same people on there but there's some that are always on there like I it's either a catfish account or someone who just will never date but like I remember there was like three guys that every time it's like oh there they are and like they, they are. never they never change their account they never change anything about it it's like they either just like forgot that they had the account and are like married or dead or something or they're just like like the worst that's person. like a red flag yeah I mean if I've it's seen like- you on Bumble before and we matched and talked but didn't meet up we're not doing it again and if we did yeah. match meet and talk we're not doing it again <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. I agree. <laughs> well, are you sure? Because Heather, let's talk a little bit about how many chances you give men. Okay. I give men way too many, but I'm actually learning boundaries. I feel like I've come a long way in the past year being down here. Um, I've definitely learned boundaries and I'm learning them. <laughs> yeah. Heather was the kind of person that would, would tell me stories and I'm like, uh, what? And she's like, but no, he's, but look how cute he is. Like, I would make excuses for every man's behavior. Like, you could literally kill my cat. And I'm just like, oh, but Julia, he texts me every day. (laughs) And I will block and delete someone if they don't message me back fast enough. Yeah, I don't even want to know your excuse. Julia is savage, and I feel like I'm learning from her. And I am reading a book on um, creating boundaries and making peace through boundaries. So (laughs) I'm learning. (laughs) I love that. You know, I'm proud of you because... There was a lot of times where I was, uh, your ship was lost at sea and no matter how much I couldn't get you back. But um, I think also it comes with age. And when people tell me like, how are you so savage? How are you so this? It's like, I've been alive a little bit longer and I've been, you know, I've been shit on a little bit more, you know, because I was single forever. Like Corey is the first, I mean, I've had two other boy, three boyfriends that lasted longer than six months in my life. And none Mm -hmm. of them have lasted longer than a year and a half. So if you add it all up, like I've been single for 90% of my life and all of those were really unhealthy, toxic relationships. So like, I think I can, I think I can come from a place of knowing, like you have to just, the you're not just going to have boundaries. You have to like learn. And it's all a process of fucking up and figuring it Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I used to be the weak girl who would give, so many I would lay at home and be like why won't he just text me and then like a week later he'd text me I'm like he likes me no bitch he didn't he was lonely like get over it yeah 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 or he just wanted to see if he still had that attachment you know towards you wait all they wanted to know is if I'm still on the hook really yeah yeah but do they really think like that like do guys really like think like oh let me message her to see if like she's still available like do they put that much effort into it or, okay, remember how many people are like, men are manipulative narcissists. Are they calculated or are they just lucking into whatever they're lucking into? You know what? I, I do believe that some people are calculated from my own um, past experiences. I feel like some of them are calculated. 
Um, but but are I they, don't think that I don't. Are they really the majority, that smart though? Are they really that no, smart? I don't think the majority of them are, and I, I don't think that they put forth that much effort to be like, oh, let me text her back in six hours, and you know, I I feel like they don't do that. There's not a single person on this planet who texts on their phone and then throws it five football fields away for 12 hours if there's no there is no reason why somebody should not text you for hours unless they're one at work to a professional football player and they're on the field like there's no there's no excuse that like well i love when they're like well i oh oh my god i was so busy you were so busy your your phone is your portal weird yeah weird i mean i will say that my phone's always on do not disturb and i am the worst at texting people back yeah you are but i'll just call you three times but if i like you like i'm instantly texting back like if you text me um within 10 seconds i'm texting back if i'm not feeling it or like if i'm busy like you're gonna get a slower response from me so i guess like maybe i maybe i'm toxic okay you know what's funny is now that Corey and i have been together a year I, I think I have or had narcissistic traits. I love bomb the fuck out of people and then I always am the one to run, always. That is true, you do run. And you I love bomb, I don't take the time. I love bomb them and then I, if they don't immediately fall under my spell, I snip, block and delete. Yeah, but I think part of it is you you let go of people before they can hurt you as well. It's easier okay, for you Dr. To, Heather. <laughs> it's okay for you to <laughs> to get rid of them and hurt them and because you don't want to be hurt, which I mean, who wants to be hurt? But yeah, you can't deny that I don't love bomb people. I mean, you do. You do. Yeah. But it's also not calculated. It's just like love me. I'm lonely. That's probably why that's probably why we're together. We're probably like um uh, trauma bonded. <laughs> we're trauma bonded together. Oh, I'm 100% we are. Yeah, because you uh, you love bombed me. No, well, actually, yeah, I we hated each other. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Everyone tried to... We'll get into how we met. We didn't hate each other. What happened is we both started work and people had issues with you because you were like the bubbly, outgoing, fun girl. And we worked on a unit that did not cater to that. And so people tried to like get me to not like you by saying things about like whatever they whatever their beliefs were. But no matter what, like... At first, I was just kind of like, who is this girl? She is so basic. Like, she is so just like, (laughs) like, you know, I I don't even know how to explain what you are. You're just like a fluffy ball of like energy. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like a cloud of like just energy. And, uh, you know, I think once I like got to figure out who you were, I'm like, wait, I actually, this girl is crazy. Absolutely. You are like, you're always going in 10 different directions and you're a lot of intensity, but I like that because like, I feel like I can handle you easily. Yeah. It takes a special person to be able to handle me. I'm not going to deny that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I also think that the way you are is, is authentic. You're like, well, I can't like, Trust me, if I could change who I am sometimes and the way I'm perceived, I would. But the thing about both of us is that we're both so authentic that we don't – I don't know how to not be me. And I don't think you know how to not be you either. Yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, I don't really care what other people think. Um, it's more I mean, my we, life, yeah, we, not theirs. We do, though. Mm, I mean, I think that you care a little bit more because you have, like, a higher platform than me. You care about what men think about – you care Correct. about what – you care so much about – like, there's times where you message me where, like <gasps> – this guy did this. And I'm like, okay, we'll block and delete him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if if he doesn't like me for who I really am? Then why would you want to be with someone who doesn't like you for who you really are? Like you can fake yourself all day, but one day you're going to be you. And if they don't like that, like 
that's not your problem. Like my sister right. always said, your opinion of me is none of my business. And I thrive to that. Yes, of course, I still want people to engage and care about me. But like ultimately what you think of someone isn't their, but it's not their problem. That That's your right. problem. So. Exactly. And I think we're both learning that. But, but you yeah. do get like, uh, you do get kind of like, no one ever loves me for me. I'm like, that's not mm-hmm. true. Just none of these fucking losers do. And then, you know, you're like, well, you know, I don't want to be my true self because what if they don't like me? It's like, you don't want to be with someone who doesn't like you anyway. Just like, yeah, like, like looking back at how I've acted in the dating, like I'm almost embarrassed. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> if you knew me in my early 20s, you would be embarrassed for me too. <laughs> it's like embarrassing how I let people treat me and how like just because I was so desperate to be loved. But now I love myself. So good luck. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, dating is hard. Corey and I still live in the, in the world where he thinks I'm going to leave him because he knows that I'm so impulsive to block and delete at minor conveniences mm-hmm. that a year later, we, we're actually in couples therapy, like because we have a good relationship, we want to keep it there, not because we're struggling. So before you think that Corey and I have a shit relationship, we're in therapy because we like where we are and we want to stay there and continue to grow. He always says things like, well, if you get mad at me, you might just like leave me. I'm like, after one year, babes, like, we're golden we're like past the window where I usually cut and run and like we're still going really well so I just I have to reaffirm to him that I'm not going to become impulsive when I'm in a bad mood or hungry or tired yeah, which I mean I could see why he would be scared because that is who you were you would yeah. cut, cut and run um but but it's very um I love hearing you say like that you want to be with him forever like that, that makes me so happy because I don't remember the last time that you've ever felt that way towards anyone I mean, I want to be with him until he pisses me off. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do want to be with him forever. <laughs> I've never felt so mentally stable in my brain. I'm a hot mess. But in our relationship, it's like legitimately stable. Where like, I don't think I could, I don't think I could make this. I don't think it could fail even if I tried, which I have done some, you know, subconsciously, like I'm not good enough. So push him away kind of things. And he's like, the fuck are you doing? Like, get over here, bitch. I'm like, are you yeah. sure? Are you sure you love me? He's like, shut up. Like, just shut up. Like get over yourself yeah. like you, you know you have to like I think that happens in all relationships where you're gonna think like I'm not deserving of this person and so we do things that are like die you know trying to push the person away and he's just like no shut up like you're being stupid right yeah I think that That's you awesome. have a winner and I can't believe I haven't met him I know well we're gonna be coming down to Arizona um I'm worried for him <laughs> when we're together with him there <laughs> it'll be fun because we are a I'm excited. Okay, can we go out? <laughs> I haven't been out in a year. Yes. Since last time we yes. went out, last September when I came to Pittsburgh and we went out. That was the last time I went out. That was such a fun. We Sunday fun day for the Steeler game. Those are my favorite. Sunday fun day is my favorite day of the week. Yeah, so. it was a blast. Minus the headache that I had for like three days after. But it was Yeah, and then I had to I had to drive to work at 1 a.m. Oh yeah. <laughs> you dropped me <laughs> off at home. <laughs> Yeah, because I was travel nursing at the time, and I worked like four hours away. Uh, what a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. So, yeah, that this is going to be our first um, episode. It is unhinged at the moment. We're still figuring out how we organize things. Mm-hmm. But is there anything else you want to share with our lovely, supportive, amazing people that are connected to us before we round out this week's episode? Um, I feel like I've shared a lot. I'm okay. <laughs> I think uh, I think we did we did a 20 out of 10 with um, topics. We yeah. had four written down, and we've talked about how many? Um, 40, yeah. 
So that's going to do it for this first deranged, un, you know, chaotic episode. Um, if you like what you hear, come back. Um, I, we don't know if we're going to do these every week or two a week or whatever. Our schedules are kind of hectic. But, um, yeah, we're two broken bitches, but we're thriving. But we're thriving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heather. Um, yeah, we'll uh, do this again next week. All right. Look forward to it. See ya.